This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. Do you drive a vehicle? Then you'll find AutoCorrect helpful, especially on Coach Charlie's Tip of the Week. Listen to our podcast with me, Coach Charlie Melton, on any podcasting platform or on the MPB Public Media app. Ooh, that's good. From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl and licensed contractor Jeff Sammons from Housework. See, the music's on in the background, mm-hmm. and my <clears throat> accent gets heavier as it goes. It does, doesn't it? <clears throat> it does. That's yeah. a true... That's a true DJ coming That's out. Right. That's right. It's an open topic show today. We're looking for your questions uh, to get your projects completed around the house. Let's talk about your quick fixes and big projects, even major renovations. You can join the conversation. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. How are you guys doing this morning? You know, I'm pretty good, and I have a suggestion on a project, an easy mm. fix. Already? Jeff, I want, Yeah. Yeah, because I want to encourage every listener uh-huh. to walk around your house and open every window. Okay. Because we don't do that a lot here. I was here. about to say intentionally? Yes. You know, I want you to open your window, idea. raise it up, yep. make sure it stays up, yep. put it back down, and lock it. That's neat. Yep. That's, That's a, a good, good idea. idea. You know, I opened ours this weekend <clears throat> because the weather was fair. Mm-hmm. And so we were able to open our windows up. Throw, we even put a box fan in one of them to kind of pull through, you know, kind of push. And That's a good – I've done that. That's a good my idea. My wife always wants to turn the air conditioning off during this time. I like to keep it blowing through. Just push everything out. <laughs> we're going to air condition like, oh, the neighborhood. <laughs> and she says, oh, we're just wasting air conditioning. I'm like, no, we're throwing all this old air out. There you go. <laughs> Yeah, ch- air air change. Right. Yeah. yeah, but we don't do that. And then the inspector comes along and opens the window, and it doesn't work right. And then we're the bad guys. So That's right. If That's you right. would just go around and open your windows <clears throat> on a regular basis, yep. you would help out the home inspector. That includes the older <laughs> homes with the painted window well, shut. And, and two, um, there's some there's something called egress. E- egress, exactly. Uh, meaning, how do we get out if we cannot get out through the doorway? Right. So well, if we go to our window in in an emergency and it will not open you know obviously we can break it and do a lot of stuff that is not as safe as raising that window a great great idea uh cool good way to start take you you know a couple minutes raise it close it and you know the things one of let's talk about some of the issues i find with windows Mm -hmm. they're not even in the sill Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, they'll be sitting cattywampus, as yep. Mama would say. Yep. <laughs> and so that means that the track is off on one side. Right. Uh, we'll raise them up. It'll be a double sash. And we'll raise it up, and the top sash come, falls sure. down. yeah. I hate those. Yeah. God, I hate those. Oh, the, the, the balance is, is wore out. Yeah, the balance is wore out. So and it'll come oh. crashing down. Oh, what yeah. Do you, okay, okay. So we ha- let's say we have that issue. What do you do when that happens? Let's say you, you, you can you can order a new a new balance pack. Okay, uh, so this is something a person can do. Uh, it's very simple. Um, now, there's all kind of different windows, right? Okay, you got vinyl, you got metal clad, you got vinyl clad, blah blah blah. And if it, it's over it, than fifty years old, it might it, be wood. If you have the double hung with a balance on each side, they snap out. You put the new ones in. It's it's a very simple process. Yeah. Yeah, so you want to, and, and another thing that we find is that we'll raise that lower sash and you let go of it and it comes slamming back down. Yep. 
little fingers. Oh, I didn't think about yes, that. Yes, it can. Ooh, little fingers. Mm-hmm. So, so it can, you can repair that with a kit. Is yeah. there something yeah. okay like a kit you can buy yeah. that will put the spring back in the the window uh, you, step? You, you buy a whole new pack. You you pull the others out, put the new in, hook your window onto it. Um, really? Yeah. Okay. Yes. And you very, can, very all right. simple. Yeah. Very so cool. you can do that, and then also what'll happen is that the weather stripping gets does a dry rot. Yeah. Oh yeah. And so you'll have at the base of the window that dry rot, and so when we try to raise it. Because it hasn't been raised in 10 years. Right. It just rips apart the weather stripping. Oh, I got it. Because, because it's dry, it's dry rotted. Right. Mm-hmm. So, and oh. that's, that will let water in. It lets air in. Gotcha. Now, everybody run around and open, open it. Open your just windows. Just say that crazy uh, radio lady said <laughs> right. I was supposed to open my windows. Open my windows. Well, yeah. because it was nice this weekend, the wife gave me the job of... of you know, it's been a few months that we've been indoors now, mm. and we actually had a, a decent weekend to be able to do stuff. So, so I was asked to uh, take the carpets out, the, the the rugs out, and and wash them. I, I I usually do this about once every six months. So I took them out, you know, and I, I put them on our deck, and I pressure wash them. And they, it is because you just love that pressure washer. I do love the pressure washer, <laughs> but I'm telling you, if if you've got a rug that you know, uh, we have a fireplace in our home. We have mm-hmm. dogs. Mm-hmm. There's mud in the yard. There's it's just a million and one things, and you can use the carpet cleaner only so many times, and it just doesn't take it out right. Well, uh, you know, I I take them out. I put them on the deck. So that when you pressure wash them, the water can come, can go through. Go through. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So it doesn't puddle in the, in the. You can hang them on a fence too. Yeah, you can do that or too. if you've got a, some horses and two by fours, uh-huh. you can hang them up on that. Now, Pammy's not going to do that alone because rugs are heavy. They are. They are. Well, and, and the, the trick to that is, is that if you can move it always, remember you can move it dry. You just can't move it wet. wet. So you got to you, you remember you've got to get it dry before you pick it back up. So so that's a, a, a chore that I did this weekend. But the payoff, man, the payoff when you put that rug back in there after you after you've pressure washed it, it looks brand new. See, what happens to me, I'll do that and bring that rug back in and my cat comes in and vomits right in the yeah, middle. Right, of right. <laughs> you know, you know. And there's that vomit word again. Yeah, it's two weeks in a row we seem to yeah. get that out. Yeah. Anyway, uh, got a coast here. Uh, a, a coast. A email here from the coast. From there we the go. Yeah. Coast. I'm new to the Gulf Coast. My house is white vinyl siding. Okay. That's, that's out there everywhere. How do I clean it and how do I prevent regrowth of the yuck on the side of it? Thanks, Linda. I think a lot of us uh, who've seen, especially vinyl siding, on the north side of your home, typically, you're going to see some, uh, it's green mold to me. I mean, it just looks like algae or mold or whatever. But it It's grows. microbial growth. It's mi- <laughs> microbial growth <laughs> is what it is. <laughs> but anyway, um, I, we will say there's there's several way to clean this, and you're... you're the, the things that use the most force are least needed in this particular thing. Vinyl siding doesn't need a lot uh, no. to clean. No. Some brush, brush, some yeah, detergent. Brush. It, should, it mm-hmm. should, and then rinse it. 
And yeah. my, you know, my favorite thing is you think I'm going to say concrobium, but I'm actually going to say wet it and forget it. Yeah. Wet it and forget it for we this. A, uh, I think I think for that application. Yeah, yeah, a listener gave us that information a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and I use it for that specific purpose on my house. And folks, what? And and I know you hear that. That's a that is a brand name when we say that, but it's not necessarily a brand we're speaking about. It really is a, a house wash kind of a solution yeah I, what i like about it is that you hook it to your hose so yes. you don't have to mix it and put it in a um you know one of those spray bottle things right. you can just mix it and then you don't have to wash it off get this this weekend when i was doing the rugs mm-hmm. to put uh some soap on the rugs first before because i didn't want to do it with the pressure washer i put it in an old miracle Grow spreader that you do with your garden hose yeah that you put the the liquid uh stuff in well i put my cleaner in there that's a good idea and well i'd had this thing sitting around doing nothing for mm-hmm. years but anyway it was perfect at putting that soap out in the right you know amounts and the right consistency yeah 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 because so you don't right. want it to streak on there because then you'll have these i was like man i need to call life hacker yeah Tell them about this yeah because yeah. that's a that's actually a great idea the house wash kind of stuff. As far as how do I prevent the regrowth of that yuck? I'm concrobium. sorry. Oh, okay, <laughs> go ahead. You can say concrobium. But concrobium. I'm saying- it it will prevent it. It puts a, once you clean it, but you got to start with it. Right. So you start with it and clean everything off, and then you come back and put a top coat on it, and it right. it creates a layer. Now, we've all learned about this on the show, so if you want to know what it is, I know that you're like, oh, no, what is this? Where do I buy it? Where you? Just Google it. Concrobium. Concrobium, <clears throat> and it's in the big box and, stores. You can get yeah. it in bottles. It's expensive, but yeah. you can get it. You know, I want to remind everybody, too, that uh, home ownership also equals maintenance. Thank you. There's, <laughs> there's, there's no maintenance-free. Um, there's reduced maintenance um but you know and everything has a shelf life so excuse me maintenance shelf life you know that just like jason said we clean the rugs on the over the weekend right now he he won't do it again for another six months but well not like that (laughs) you know but, but still that's that's part of home ownership home ownership yeah you just don't Get the key and walk in there. No. And, oh, life is awesome. Yeah. Because there are going it, to be things it, that come up. It's right. brand new and I never have to do anything again. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Un, untrue. So when I walked in the show this morning, I was talking about the sweep on the bottom of my storm door. Yes. And I have, I think my storm door has reached its shelf life. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And I'm I'm getting every little inch out I can out of it. But the sweep at the base <clears throat> was... Well, my house moves. It rocks and rolls. Right. And so it had moved a little bit, and the sweep was keeping the door from closing completely. Oh, okay. All right. And I had moved it so many times that it just it wasn't going to be moved again. So I took it off, mm. and then I, I stared at it. You, you know how you do? You just stare at it like, what is what could I use right. to put on the bottom of that door to keep stuff from coming underneath it because what pool happens, noodle yeah something <laughs> a pool no- i could use that's actually a good idea i, I may go home. Threw that out there yeah i may try that no i think what i'm going to use is old rubber cove base what does that mean well cove base is the is that what you call it jeff the stuff around sure. the, around yep. the bottom yep. of the um yeah when when you it's when you're in a, when you're in a business uh commercial 
application. You usually don't see this stuff in the house. No, well, it's like a floor trim. You would normally not see this in a residential property. You might see it in a multi-housing type thing. Right. But it's it's what it is the transition between your floor and your wall. Yeah. Looks like the stuff that's in between the tile and the walls in a public school. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's rubber, so it can be cut and put in as a sweep. You had done that, that in the studio, and yes. I was admiring the door when I came in. I was like, "That's an awesome! I'm gonna do that at my house." <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a story here, that, but this story came out, and and it's not necessarily fix it one on one stuff. But we've talked about it on the show, and I just I, I'm so interested in it. It's, uh, how people think of different ways to solve problems. In Asia right now, got a thing from Ed, uh, one of our regular listeners. He listened to us talking about electric cars one day, and he said um, <clears throat> in Asia they've solved a problem. They're using a system for electric cars that lets you, get this out, swap a depleted battery for a charged one at a standalone station like an oil change place. It takes three minutes, and it costs $146 a month for six charges. Wow. So instead of taking this thing home and charging it at your home, you go by, you know, the place in the morning, get your battery fixed uh, in three minutes and go about your day. So I guess it's... Now they're charging the battery. They're not replacing the battery. Yes, they have. In other words, this is a battery that they've already probably got charged at the place. They take your old battery out. And so what they're doing is standardizing this battery. Uh, and they're making it like a quick oil change to change your battery out. Instead of you having to plug it in for seven, eight hours, you just get your battery changed, and they include six of these a month for $146. And I'm like, okay, that is a way to deal with the fact that you don't have a lot of charging stations. You know what I'm saying? I think that's really neat because the thing with the EVs are – the charging time. That's Char- why yeah, the charging only, is everything. The well, only ones you find are at the, like the, the, the outlets in Pearl. But the cool thing is... Where you can go shopping while it's charging. Right. The cool I, thing is is that this takes the electricity out of the home in the charging. Yeah. So I, there might be some safety things there. I get that, but I've got a problem with that whole scenario. They can't change the battery in my truck in three minutes. Okay. <laughs> okay. And it's a twi- It's a small one. I'll give yeah. you that. So they're going to change the entire battery that Tesla charges. Twenty-two thousand uh, dollars. Yeah, thirty, forty thousand dollars. They're going to change that battery out in twenty minutes, uh, three minutes. I yeah. would imagine they're not talking about uh, Teslas in Japan. I bet no, you they've no, got I'm their sure. own little EVs. Oh, yeah, And this do. is their product that they're – and it'd be like a beer barn, you know, where you yeah. drive in. Yeah, And yeah. It's, it's almost like a um, – when they – you know, I don't watch it, a lot of car racing, be, but you do the cockpit thing, I want and you. it takes – you know, they everybody oh, runs the, to the car, yeah, yeah. and and right. done. <laughs> You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pivas, Ashy's certified inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. Timmy McClendon from AC Remedies is not here today. <laughs> However, you can but we join love the conversation. Right. You can join the conversation <laughs> this morning. Send an email to fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay, guys, I've got a tough email for you. Uh oh. All right. <clears throat> here we go. Listen to uh, your most recent podcast when searching for some fix-it topics. I have a question about a condensate pipe. I live in Wisconsin and installed a gas tankless hot water heater in my heated attached garage. 
no floor drain in the garage, so they had to route the condensate pipe out the back of the house. It sticks out about three inches from the siding. When it got cold, the line froze. For now, uh, I don't have it going out there. I've got it draining into a five-gallon bucket in the garage right now. Um, Long term, I need a solution. My thought is to replace that flex with a uh, half-inch PVC, install a condensate pump, to get more pressure through line and uh, route that PVC through the wall at a negative 45 degree angle so the water always flows down. Would I still have issues with the pipe freezing outside? Probably. Now, wait a minute. Are we talking a water heater? <laughs> yeah, but what it is, it's a condensing tankless. Oh. And so those put out water all that whenever you use them, mm-hmm. it's you're they getting you're getting water and probably with it in the garage, you have a vent pipe that's not getting all the condensate out. Uh, it's going too far. Okay. And so anytime you take and that water is going to be warm, so you're going to mm. take that and put it into a drain line that's going outside in Wisconsin, it's going to freeze. Right. <laughs> I just don't know. Is it, there, is there, uh, it, might the solution be somehow going underground? Well, you, a, a lot of times what'll happen, and this must, this was a retrofit, is what it sounds like. Yeah. Is, now, okay, I've got an idea of it. Go ahead. Well, man. if it's a retrofit, Sometimes on old water heaters, it would have had a drip line off the pan that would have gone outside. Um, but if it's in a garage, and that's the problem, we can't actually see what's going right. on. It, it did say it did not have a floor drain in the basement garage. Well, you know, I, I think I'm going to put heat tape around my line. And as long as I have power, my line's not going to freeze because I'm going to wrap it with heat tape ah. and plug it in the wall. Okay. From the tape. exterior, you'd have to have sure. an outlet out there somewhere. Yeah, yeah but that's, a, that's easy. Yeah. Okay, well, there's a good idea. I've not thought of that. Um, I don't know. If someone else has a better idea, we don't get many Wisconsin kind of I questions. Know. So uh, if you've got a better idea, give us a holler. 877-MPB-RING. Oh, it could also go to a, um, a drain or a P-trap on another fixture. That I was reading about them Ooh. the other day. I Ooh. was actually reading the so manual. So, like, if they have plumbing down there or something, uh, for some reason, well, plumbing, if there's something close, yeah, you know, yeah, a you sink can take it to, to something. But you know what? I'm just thrilled about now <clears throat> with these tankless water heaters because you know when they came out, what about ten or fifteen years ago? They really got to be popular. People mm-hmm. were putting them in, yep. and I'm telling you, everyone I saw was in wrong. <laughs> just didn't do them right. And one of the things that they didn't do was that there would be a condensate drain port on the flue. And your mm-hmm. flue on a tankless right. is Drips. PVC. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay? So the condensate can't get out, and it comes back down in. And whenever and it's supposed to hit that little tube. It hits that tube and comes around. And I'm going to tell you, 99% of the time, the drain wasn't installed. That's right. And oh. it was plugged. So you know what happens? Is that condensate goes back through that tankless unit and rust it from the inside out? Oh no! And Man. I would—I mean, it's a five—that's a lot of money. It's a five-dollar fix sure. to do that. So now what they've done is these. Probably what happened on the you know because it's all about warranties and people getting upset. Probably what they did <laughs> now on the tankless uh, water heaters is they've created a a condensate drain mm-hmm. that comes directly from the inside of the unit. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. And that's what's happening is you're getting active condensate, which used to be just stopping in the tank. 
right in the cabinet now it's actually coming out and going into the drain and you have to do something with that with the, condensate. the one the inspection i did yesterday was hilarious and i see this a lot now the tankless drain comes off the bottom of the um, the condensate drain comes off the bottom of the cabinet right okay and then they take it and shove it down into the drain for the pan the same pan yeah so now we've stuck a pipe inside the pan drain <laughs> Okay. So if that pan fills up with water, it's not going to drain. All right. I was about to say, that it just seems like a loop to me. It doesn't make any sense. No, okay. it doesn't. But, you know, so much of what I see doesn't. All right. Cynthia's on the line in Oxford. And uh, uh, how did this happen, Cynthia? You ran over a pipe with a lawnmower? Oh, no, I didn't run over it. But um, there's a couple of pipes. And I've asked a couple of people, what is this pipe for? Um, it's a blue, kind of a vinyl, you know, empty pipe with no cap on it or anything. There's one on the front of the house and one on the side. I'm on a slab. I was thinking it was like a, come some type of like a, you know, air thing, breathing thing, because um, it's a brick house. Mm-hmm. But anyway, one of them got run over by the lawn guy who, because um, it is just coming straight up out of the grass. So, you know, I, I didn't think a big deal out of it. But I just wondered how important it was and whether I need to replace it because it's going to start filling up with water and debris. Now, you know, now talk about the clean the one, Yeah, the one that was ran over by the lawnmower, it was white, correct? And about three inches? Blue. It was blue. Yeah, How blue, big around yeah. is it? Um, it's like the regular. It's like um, inch and a half. Hmm. Inch and a half coming out of the ground. I don't. How old is the house? I don't. I don't. I don't understand that. Typically, the cleanout's you, you, about you, a four. Yeah, you have a you have a three inch pipe coming up in your flower bed somewhere with a cap on it. It's white. That's typically your sewer cleanout. Penetrations, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, penetrations mm-hmm. coming through your house like that blue PEX pipe is what I'm picturing is mm-hmm. going to be a emergency overflow pan that is either oh, okay. on your water heater, on your furnace. But that's um, on the side of the house. That's not coming up out of the ground. Well, she said there was one on the side, too. Yeah, they're, they're both. Um, and they're coming one- out of brick. Well, no, they're actually coming out of the ground about um, a foot off of the house. How old is your home? I don't get. I don't. I'm not understanding it's, this. It's only three years old. Okay, the house is only three years old. Does it and have an irrigation system? I was about to say, does it have a sprinkler system? Uh, it does not. Mm. I wonder if one was going to be put in and they just didn't do it. Yeah, yeah I was but thinking that... maybe. Maybe it was like an opening for them to run something through at some point. Maybe oh, conduit. Or oh, wait a minute! It could be a sleeve. Is there a sidewalk uh-huh. nearby? A sidewalk? Um, well, not really. Okay. It's, you know, it's, the, it's again a trying setback. to diagnose on the radio is tough. Well, Cynthia, <laughs> what I would do is, if your lawn people are are willing to do this, I would dig. I would dig down dig to see what it, it is because. I mean, it could be nothing. If the house is only three years old, can you call the builder? Uh, He's a pretty busy guy, but I guess I can I would call the builder. He can tell Uh you that over the phone. He or she uh, could probably tell you you over the phone, really and truly. I'm going to go a different route. Do you, uh, if you have a rake, 
you can rake some leaves up around that, and you won't see it anymore. Yeah. Well, you, you want to find out. You know, I'm with Cynthia. What the heck is it? We want to know what, what's going on. It could have been a marker yeah. for something for a sewer uh, line, and they just used a piece of PEX for it. But I would grab myself a shovel and dig down and see what's going on. It could also just be, like, is your water heater close to that? Is there plumbing on the other side of the wall? On one of them, yeah, on the one on the side of the house, it is near the um, tankless water heater, which, by the way, just since you brought it up with your last caller, it freezes every time that we get below 25 degrees, the water heater. Yeah, it's on the outside of the house. It's actually in the attic. Oh, bummer. Yeah, if it's close to that and they were cutting lines, it probably is something Mm -hmm. that just got thrown out into the landscaping and on the freezing of your water heater because you are in oxford so you do have freezing temperatures Mm -hmm. up there Mm -hmm. i would consider dripping my water line every time a hot water line that's that's the way i've worked around it the first two times it happened you know i was like oh bummer you know but then i just you know wash the weather and run the drip but you know i do travel so that's not always possible right yeah Mm-hmm. That's where uh, that's where your smart home stuff comes into play. Uh, uh-huh. Look yeah. into smart thermostats, and and you can really make something happen in that situation uh, if you're gone from home. But but smart smart things make that happen, including there are smart faucets out there. You can make that happen. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. or maybe just have a plumber into beef up the insulation on the water heater mm-hmm. i don't think you can insulate those not on your oh, uh tankless okay. yeah that would I mm-hmm. i'm not sure that i could be wrong but i don't think that you could do that yeah on the tanks obviously they come pre-insulated right and i don't mm-hmm. think it's gonna cause a tremendous amount of damage for that for the lines on that to freeze if they're pecs um so in other words it would just freeze up and then once we thaw the water will come back on yeah and if you're out of town now if i'm living there i want my hot water mm-hmm. right <laughs> so i'm mm-hmm. i'm driven it mm-hmm. right but if i'm traveling and this goes back to you know i've talked about this on the show before put you a whole house shut off for your water and when you go mm-hmm. out of town turn that son of a gun off man that makes way too much okay. sense yeah, I, I, I'm not going to go out of town for a long period of time. Well, on my country place, we just had a whole water. Our our water shut off is on the other side of the pond mm-hmm. where the snakes are. Right. And I'm not terribly scared of snakes, but I don't necessarily want to go and walk around them. Right. But so what I did is I hired a plumber who put me a shut off right at the house. So every time we leave on Sunday afternoon, we just turn the water off. So if anything happens, after we don't do have that, a catastrophe. Should, after you do that, do you, do you need to, like, bleed the line inside We or do something? sometimes now whenever we know their freezing temperatures come in. Absolutely. Right. We okay. bleed the lines. Yeah. Okay. And you could do that, too, Cynthia, whenever you travel. You could just turn the water off and then turn on the closest faucet, and it'll bleed all those lines, and there won't be anything up there to freeze. Okay. Well, you gave me some really good ideas. Thanks. <laughs> right. Well, good. <laughs> okay. All right. Take care. Thanks a lot, Cynthia. Let's keep on rolling. Uh, Doug's on the line in Ocean Springs. Got a pets question. What's going on, Doug? Okay, so we got a remodel going on on an outdoor uh, bathroom. I've got PEX pipe coming out for the sink in the toilet facilities. Mm-hmm. My wife decided she wants to have like a uh, corrugated tin bottom on there. I was wondering when I poke the holes in the tin, 
is there some kind of grommet or something I can get in, put in the tin to, the tin to keep that text pipe from rubbing up against and cutting itself right. on the tin? Ooh. Yeah, that's a, a very good point. And you did tell her uh, change orders are extra, right? Uh, I've been married too long to tell her anything. <laughs> mama, mama gets what Mama wants. Doug, this, is, this is what I would do, and it's very, very simple. Take you a piece of PVC that's a little bit bigger that your picks can go through. You, you follow yeah. me? Yep. Yeah. Drill the hole for the OD uh, outside... Um, um, diameter of the PVC, silicone it into the corrugated metal, and then run your pecs through that, and that's going to, that's going to protect that 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 line. Good idea, that man. Silicone, that silicone will hold that PVC in there. Sure. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I'll you could also you could go to, and I'm laughing because we did this when everything was freezing. You could go stand in the big box store and look and figure out a way to put a sconce, a sconce, a sleeve, a sleeve, and it would hold itself in place. You could, yeah. So, so you could all you could kind of create. This is my ultimate DIY stuff. I love right. this. So I'm going to go and I'm going to find a piece of PVC pipe, a small mm-hmm. cut with a sleeve on it, and then put it through, and then add a sleeve on the other side, and it'll never move. Oh, I get you. With the sleeve, it's got the the grade on it, basically, mm-hmm. so that it can't go through the hole you've already pre-drilled. It's bigger on the It's old, bigger, so, right. yeah. Yeah, and then you connect you them in the middle and then feed your uh, pecs through that. Now, I'm unfamiliar with PVC with a sleeve on it. I'm not sure what you're talking about. It's just like a coupler Yeah, a coupler. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You a could reducer. Use, yeah, you could actually use a, a coupler to go through your hole, and then you just couple it so that it you, – you can use the, the silicon. Another thing you could do is if you <laughs> – you could get some backer rod – some brown what, foam wait, wait, backer rod. What is backer rod? And put it around the edges of the metal. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah, Tell I, me I what like backer the, rod is. I like the PVC better. Yeah. Well, backer rod is a it's a round foam that you can find at the at the home at well, uh-huh. it's in the insulation areas. It's yeah. around gaskets and all this kind of stuff. And I use it at my house because I have various cracks and uneven windows. Right. <laughs> so I use it to kind of hold it hold everything and keep the wind from coming in oh okay. okay but you could you could cut a tiny piece of that and go around it i tell you something else a pool noodle a pool see we already said pool noodle is like the, the star of the show noodle. this week yeah yeah you could put a pool noodle there are all kinds of, boy i would have so much fun with this project and i love corrugated metal i'm i'm right there with your wife i i've used it for so much <laughs> all right doug uh i hope that helps out you found <laughs> one of those ideas entertaining all right well i'll go check them out at the store and come up with something i appreciate the help there you you. go thank you sir we appreciate it you're listening to fix it 101 on mpb think radio the home improvement show to help you do it yourself i'm jason klein here with pam pibus ashy certified inspector at inspect it like a girl and licensed contractor jeff sammons from houseworks and if you missed any of today's program you can always listen back by podcast using any podcast app or our mpb public media app okay we're going to go to the phone real quick john is on the line and um and he wanted to oh wait no let's go to june first She's painting a metal roof. Uh, am I right there? Yeah. Uh, June, John, hang on. I'll be right there. June, you're painting a roof? Well, I was told that you could paint a metal roof. My roof has had to have several pieces replaced, and over the years it's faded and they don't look alike. Is it a wise idea to paint the metal roof? 
so the roof is sound, meaning like there's no leaks, no problems. You don't have to replace anything. Uh, it just no. doesn't look right. It just looks ugly. Okay. Okay. Uh, you're looking at me. I don't know. Well, you can. Well, well yes. I, okay. <laughs> to answer the question, yes. you absolutely yes. can. It's just absolutely. money. You it's can. just money. Um, but it's just like it's just like anything else. Uh, it has to be prepped. Um, uh, Better use a bonding agent. Oh yeah, there, 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 there's going to be, be a lot of steps. It's going to be a lot. It's not. You're not going to go up there with a can of paint and start painting and expect it to stay. No. So no, I have a man hired that says he knows what he's doing. Oh, good. Okay. I'm, I'm glad that okay. he says that. that. that I mean, <laughs> hey, it's, yes, it, 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 we, we paint, we, we paint cars every day and they're metal. We, we paint garage that. doors every day and they're metal. And they're metal. Right? Yeah. So, yes, can we paint metal? Absolutely. The key is, is it prepped properly mm-hmm. and is it the proper paint to stay on a, you know, a hundred and right. hundred and fifty degree uh, metal, metal roof, roof when the, when it's a hundred degrees out. And one yeah. one thing, June, I will say this, in 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 particular, just because it painting a metal roof, I can't think of anything else more likely. Make sure this person has insurance. Oh my goodness, oh, yes. yes. Please. Uh, they're going oh, okay. on a metal. No, no, no. You want to see. I want to see the policy. You, you, you want to I want to see, see a general liability policy and an E&O policy. <laughs> Anybody at your house that gets on a ladder. On a uh, metal roof. On a metal roof. Yeah. Because I, I had the men fall off of it when they were putting it on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good. Be sure to. And then I would ask some questions and some educated questions would be, what bonding agent are you going to use? Because okay. whenever you do metal, and I'm I'm going to I'm making an assumption it's going to be similar to my project. I'm getting ready to paint my gutters, and in order to paint my gutters, I have to sand them, I have to clean them really good. Then I have to use a bonding agent on them, and then I paint it. And and June, okay, uh, just know that if this estimate is cheap, say no, uh, because well, it's it, not too cheap. <laughs> okay, good. Well, if 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 the person's going to do it right with the bonding agent and everything else and making sure it's sealed and everything, it's not going to be cheap. And another thing I would ask okay. is, do you have an address of another metal roof that you've painted? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I uh, want to go uh, by and see what it looks like. That would okay. be nice. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, give me an example. The gentleman said he had done them before, but like you say, I wasn't sure exactly. He said he was going to pressure wash it. Well, June, I would have said the same thing. (laughs) I've done it before. (laughs) You need to see something. (laughs) Yeah, I want to. I need. I need to see what it. I would personally just want to know what it looks like because to me, it would be incredibly difficult to get it even, and for it to look halfway decent. I, I, I just want, and I'm not saying it can't be done, but show me what it looks like after it's done. Right. That you've done. Maybe how long it's been there. Mm Hmm. Yeah. You know, because I'm worried that once he paints it, if it starts peeling off or something. And there you go. Well, that's, that's that's exactly what we're talking that's about. That's why we're, we're cautioning about. you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you don't prime that thing right, if you don't clean it right, then it's going to. And listen, I'm a big DIY person. So about 15 years ago, 
I decided I was going to paint my gutters. Mm. They look terrible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I did not prep them well. That's right. So now I'm having this. Flaking off. It started and, flaking yep, off. They right. look awful. Right. Well, I just had my new roof put on, and so now I'm getting ready to go back. And I don't have a ton of gutter, so it's not like it's a huge product, project. Right. But to paint the metal and to do it right so that it looks good, there are certain steps that you have to take. Well, so that it looks right, good more so than eight he, days. Yeah. I guess. All right, so he needs to really sand it and then prime it with a bonding agent. Well, he'll That's tell you correct. how to how to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, you may want to ask we're not him. Saying sand it. Yeah, I'm not saying sand your metal roof. I'm going to have to sand the flakes off of my crappy looking yeah. gutters. <laughs> because hers was painted without without it being clean, yeah, without the proper. I did prep. it. The, and now, you know, I, don't you have a lot of your lessons you learn by doing well, it the wrong way? Tell, yeah. <laughs> Most of my most of my bad decisions started uh, I've, with. I've got all kind of college degrees and never went to college. And then, yeah, I mean I, the learning experience is failure. So all right, June. Well, uh, a good idea there. Something to give a shot. And do remember to ask those questions and don't let anybody right. on your roof without seeing insurance. Okay. So. Uh, let me ask you, what type plumber are we talking about? It's a bonding agent, and you can look a that up. Agent. It's a bond, and it's not cheap. That stuff is expensive. Okay. Yeah. 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 But and to you'll, get it done right, I need to do that. Right. Okay. You'll be buying it by the bucket. All right. Thanks a lot, Gene. We're, uh, we're going to keep going. Martin is on the line in George County, and you're talking about those bathroom vents. What's going on, George, uh, Martin? Yeah. Uh, my, my bathrooms are not vented. They, they got the fan in there, but you take this thing down and you feel in there, take the fan out. I see the plug. But they don't go up in the in the attic. Okay. Do you have a window in and your? I've got two houses. They were built twenty years ago. Okay. Apart. What it? What Neither it, one of them has a. a what it sounds like yeah. the the vent is <clears throat> it should have a hole approximately what two and a half inches or so on the side. On the side of and you and you you hook up a flex pipe to that. And uh, just a, I see the plug. I see the plug that, that punch that you knocked okay. out. Okay, there should be a pipe on that. It's it's a it's like a it's like a flexible dryer pipe, only smaller. Put it on there, to run it out about six, eight, ten inches or so. Make a ninety degree in it, bend it up so it just gets above the insulation, and uh, that that is adequate for venting that that uh, bathroom. Now, the key, and we talked about this last week, <clears throat> leave the vent on. Yeah, you got to use it. Yeah. <laughs> but what what I'm hearing Martin say that's, that is such a typical thing is that he pulled the cover off and the plug was there for the vent, but the vent was never installed. Right, right. So yeah. I'm, I'm telling him to go get a... Yeah, a, a, so you the, can fix the, that. The flex pipe and put the vent on. It's so, just the, the HVAC contractor didn't put the vent on. And let me just say this, Martin. Or it fell off. Or I something. am so sorry, but this is what we do as home inspectors. And it's so funny to me is we'll go through the house and we turn all the vent fans on. And if the owner's there, they go behind us and turn them off. And then I have to go say, would you please leave those on? Because I need to figure out where they're coming out. And if they're not on, I can't figure that out. So uh-huh. what you want to do, Martin, is turn it on and then get up in your attic and figure out where it is. Dig out the insulation, knock out your plug, and do what Jeff said. Add your extension. Huh. 
That now, cinnamon, what, right, Martin? Well, what, where, where would I get this? You can get it at the big box stores. Yeah, yeah. Go over to where the vents are, uh, where they sell those, and they sell those extensions right there near it. I have never seen that. Yeah, it's there. It's there on the coast. Hell, it's there. It's there. Yeah, yeah. You'll see it. Go to go to go to Ocean Springs. Any of the orange or blue ones? Ocean Springs Lumberyard. Ask them. They'll they they will have it. Yeah, you could probably even buy okay. one on Amazon if you wanted to order something. Right. Um, but I would want to buy that locally, personally, because I like being able to look at it. Every project, you know, how many visits am I going to make? <laughs> the average is three yeah, for every project. The average is yeah. three going back and forth. And I'm so fortunate that I live right between two really big ones. Uh-huh. So I can kind of flip a coin about which one I want to go to. But, yes, they have those, um, all those been extensions. And what happened was, what happened was, when the house was built, they just didn't add the extension to the vent fans. They just plopped it up there. And I've seen this in remodels. I've seen it in new construction. I've seen it on houses that are three years old. I've seen it on houses that are 50 years old. Okay. All right. So, what, uh, Martin, does that make sense to you? Well, I'll try again. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, and, and, and find somebody there. There, There's your trick. Find somebody there who's uh, got a, kind of a grizzled face and doesn't look really happy to be there. That's the one that knows what's <laughs> going on in the store. That's the one that knows. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You just want an extension for your vent fan. Right. All right. Okay. Thank Thank, thanks a lot, Martin. We appreciate it. We'll keep on moving here. I've got an email. Uh, that I wanted to go over with you. This is interesting. I'm considering opening up a wall that has a door entry. So there's already a door entry in this wall uh, with the patio door to create an outside visual and change the mood and environment of the room. Is that a do-it-yourself project? So the question being, um, they've got a wall into a patio area that's obviously <clears throat> covered itself. And they want to pull this wall out so that they've got a better view. Uh, and is it a DIY project? Boy. Uh, it depends. <laughs> if you know a lot, yes. Um, you know, putting a header in is going to be the issue. If you're going to make it bigger and there's already a door, then you've got to put a header in to hold the uh, roof line up. <laughs> and what, yeah, what, what she's talking about is is what, whenever you're thinking about a sledgehammer and a wall, you've got to be thinking about what that wall might be holding with you. Well, You'll know more once you knock it out. Yeah, yeah. No, let's don't knock it out yet. <laughs> let's, Give me a sledgehammer. Let, I'm, I'm on it. Let's, let's go up in the attic. And you will see your ceiling joists um, um, running across that wall. If they run across and are not cut at that wall, it is probably not a load-bearing wall. If it runs across and it ends at that wall and another one picks up, that, that is what would, we would consider a load-bearing point. Transferring the load from that down to the slab, down to the footing, bam, bam, bam. So do 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 a little research. Get up in the attic and 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 take a look at your at your uh, material running horizontal across that top plate of that wall. And if you have a a, a buddy who's experienced with this, please have them look. You you certainly don't want to go after a wall 
that is part of your structure? Well, a load bearing, and what we mean by that is if it looks like the roof itself is being held up by that wall. Mm-hmm. True. Then you need to make sure that you've got a professional telling you how to do it because putting in a header is, and what I mean by header is every opening, every opening, every window, every door has what we call a header going across the top. And it's usually, what are those, uh, two by eight, two by 10, yeah. depending, yeah, depending on, on the our load. specifications. And it is a horizontal piece of wood, usually two or three of them put together and attached. Mm-hmm that then create that opening because you have to support what's above it. Right. It's an incredibly sturdy part of your home. To be so honest. you can open that up if it is load-bearing, but you have to put in a shawl enough, really good header there yes. to make sure that you're not destabilizing your roof. Right. Or whatever's above it. Right. All right. Uh, Curtis is on the line. On the road. What's going on, Curtis? Nothing much. Uh <laughs> I have a question about, I have a 1975 Red Star home, uh-huh. and when I purchased the home, they, uh, people that had it before, they changed the carport into a bedroom. Into a what? Into a bedroom. Gotcha. Okay, okay bedroom. Okay. So, yeah. And so the closet, they put the hot, hot water heater in the closet. They cut a hole out the wall and put a hot water heater in it. Mm-hmm. inside the closet. So every time it gets cold, all the cold air comes out where the hot water heat is. Okay. I don't think they put any put any, uh, any insulation in the attic or in the ceiling. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's what it sounds like. Yeah. And Curtis, let me let me caution you about this. Newer houses you are not allowed to put a gas-burning appliance in the closet of a bedroom. It's a huge no-no. I see it all the time in older properties. The thing that I would do before I decided to do something about that hot water heater is I'm going to get a carbon monoxide alarm and put it in that bedroom. Saw them on a, 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 uh, one of those kiosk things this weekend. And they were in bulk, and they were cheap. Yeah, so. yeah. Because and if you are getting cold air coming into that closet, you are then exposed to backdrafting carbon monoxide, and that's why we don't let people put hot water heaters and furnaces in closets of bedrooms. Wow, do some research on that, Curtis. Uh, might might be good for you. All right, folks, that's it. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by, uh, well, it's Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was Kevin Farrell. And for Pam Pibos and Jeff Sammons, I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Everyday Tech with Jay White. And join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.